Hi, you're listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. Boggy Talk is recorded on Boggy Bayou in Niceville, Florida, and is hosted by Justin Wyatt and James Ross, pastors at Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith and life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. This podcast digs in to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in. Hey, welcome to Boggy Talk on this fine last day of May, headed into the month of June. We're thankful you've joined us, and I'm joined here with James Ross, lead pastor at Church on Bayshore. How you doing, buddy? I'm great, Justin. I feel like your radio voice is really getting fine-tuned. I'm, you know, I'm, my voice feels real tired because, oh, okay. uh, like, one of our kids, our, our youngest, like the other day, uh, she, I had to hold her and I, she was mad that I wouldn't let her down to go do what she wanted to. And she like squeezed my neck really hard and literally like her shoulder was in my Adam's apple and it just like crushed my throat. And I feel like since then, my throat's just hurt a little bit. <laughs> so oh, wow, I feel wow. like it's like my voice is kind of toned down a little bit. It so. is. It is. It's very like. You know, not morning show, Justin. <laughs> it's like right. late night, Justin. That's right. With a smooth yeah. sound. So that's smooth sounds kind of Justin that White. Way. Anyway, it's it's raining outside as we're recording this. So yeah, that's how it feels. So how are yeah. you doing, man? I, I'm good, man. I'm good. We we really uh, are uh, in the swing of things. Had a great weekend, and of course, we remember the reason. You know that we had yes. uh, some time as a family because of the sacrifice of many. Day, yes, and. Um, we, uh, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to a great summer, uh, doing a lot of church stuff, some family stuff, all yeah. the above. Yeah. We just got back over the, uh, weekend. We traveled to my nieces, my oldest niece, her high school graduation. Wow, so, yeah. uh, it is that season and yeah, we're excited about the summer. It's yeah. like June is crazy because there's a lot of planning that I have to do because July is crazy in terms of here and there and everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I have to like really work ahead and that's mm-hmm. at times mm-hmm. difficult because mm-hmm. you have to think mm-hmm. like months ahead, which mm-hmm. I'm a little more like I'm thinking about this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and speaking of graduation, it was awesome to uh, have our students lead us this past Sunday. Oh, man. Student Sunday. So good. Yeah, so good. Yeah. So encouraging. Just them leading in worship. And uh, I'm just thankful for what God is doing uh, in our students, in our high schoolers and middle schoolers. Thankful for uh, the generations ahead that have, um, you know, really invested. And I loved uh, how we started the service uh, with reading Psalm 145 and uh, that in verse four says that one generation will commend your work, mighty works to another. And I love that it's not, I think when we read that, oftentimes we just think of the older generation declaring that down yeah, towards the younger. Yeah, but that's good. as our students read that and we're leading the church, it's like they're also declaring it back to yeah, the older good. generation. That's like, good. ooh, I get all the yeah. feels in that. Well, well, we were originally going to continue our discussion on uh Jesus and Israel and end times, but you know, with our students mm-hmm. leading us this Sunday and um, in a Southern Baptist church, yes, uh, it really caused us to to think, hey, we probably should take some time to just talk about uh, the recent news in the life of Southern Baptist, which is pretty big news. So, um, just so we're calling want, an audible. Yeah, we are. We are. We are. Right. So special but, report. Yeah, There's the special report news. Wow. Wow. So. Yeah. There you go. Well, uh, you want to explain uh, for those who may have no clue what so we're talking about. So, if you about. have no clue, uh, if you've not been following anything in the SBC, the overall like national uh, convention, um, 
Well, goodness, it's hard to even know where to start. But yeah. uh, in the past few weeks, there has been a report released, uh, a report that was uh, begun uh, as a direct result of uh, the, the convention in 2021 and a vote that was taken to investigate um, <clears throat> basically uh, sexual abuse in the Southern Baptist Convention. There have been uh, cries for this. There have been allegations. There have been reports. There have there's been a lot going on. So the, uh, there was a task force that was commissioned by the Southern Baptist Convention, um, which you know, if you if you don't understand Southern Baptist polity, you can go back. We did we did some talks about this last summer, yeah, uh, explaining the Southern Baptist polity. So the convention itself actually exists for just like a day or day and a half, two days, like yep. two days yep. a year, as all the messengers from autonomous Baptist churches gather together uh, and meet. And one of the things that uh, they voted on was a, an investigation uh, into sexual abuse within the Southern Baptist Convention. That S Go ahead. Specifically, so uh, there, there's committees that are appointed by the Southern Baptist Convention, by the messengers that meet every two days. And one of those committees is called the Executive Committee. Yes. And the Executive Committee's responsibility is to work alongside the staff members uh, who again, represent the Southern Baptist Convention throughout the year. And this uh, investigation was specifically of the executive committee's handling of abuse allegations and response to abuse within the Southern Baptist Convention. So this was not an exhaustive study of all abuse that has taken place amongst autonomous Southern Baptist churches, but specifically what the executive committee has done with what they are aware of. Yes, that is a great distinction because part of Southern Baptist polity is that every church is autonomous, meaning there's no one uh, governing that church. Right. Uh, though there there are there are times uh, when the convention can vote to, and reasons the convention can vote to uh, disfellowship a right, church. Right. But that's an we have a committee for that too. There's a there's a committee for There's the a committee, committee of for committees. that. Yeah. So uh, it is just don't a make fun of the committee on committees. <laughs> That's right, because you're on it this year. <laughs> yes. So it's um, not the executive committee. <laughs> yeah. To be clear. So it's important to understand that th what James just said that this this investigation was not into every Southern Baptist church, but specifically into the executive committee and their handling of uh, what they had received as reports of abuse. Correct. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. So making sure I'm saying this clearly. Yeah. Also, I will say uh we're like not attorneys, and so uh if we like misspeak or use a word like don't like come after us because that like could fiduciary. <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I could use that correctly in a sentence. Yeah, no. Um so this report was released. Uh, in it contained a glot of information. A glot. A glot. I was going to say a good amount. Actually, it's more than that. It was a lot I like, of I might start using that word, a glot. glot. It is a glot of information. So uh, we're not going to cover everything that was in it. You can I was read not, all I 288 say, pages. You can read all. It is available online if you just uh, Google uh, search SBC guide post uh, report. You'll find it. You'll also find some of the recommendations of that task mm -hmm. force. Uh, so uh, that is really the the big picture of what is going on. And this is a very important conversation uh, because um, because as a Southern Baptist church, like you know, if you're a member of a Southern Baptist church, you should. No, you should know how your local church is responding, mm -hmm. uh, where it stands in terms of abuse and reports of abuse, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and also as a, as a as a convention, you know this is this is an issue that we as a as a 
as a church, wanting mm-hmm. to be aware of what's going on at the national level because we are, you know, as a as a cooperating churches, you know, our 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 desire is to cooperate together, to share the gospel, to plant churches, to yeah. take the gospel to the nations. So, so I, th- I think, you know, but this is probably getting ahead of ourselves, but so you might be asking, well, why even stay a part of the SBC um, with what's going on? And I would say that that's why we care because the reason that we are part of the Southern Baptist Convention. So again, our church gives a couple hundred thousand dollars a year uh, away to and half of that ends up staying in our state, which is handled by the Florida Baptist Convention, which, you know, at this point, they're not, uh, the Florida Baptist Convention is not involved in, you know, any of these allegations or accusations. That doesn't mean there haven't been in the past of convention staff and churches that are in Florida, uh, any issues, but um, that's not the issue at hand. So then the other half of that, so let's say 100,000 or so ends up going on to the executive committee who has direction and how to disperse those funds. But the executive committee, um, you know, ends up being the representative for the Southern Baptist Convention, the other 364 days of the year, Mm -hmm. uh, in many ways. And, um, you know, we care about how that group uh, is handling these issues because, you know, as Christians, the Bible is very clear that it's not just about the mission going forth, which, you know, again, is why we cooperate. We believe that the IMB, the NAM, you know, they're planning doctrinally sound people. They're funding doctrinally sound people to, to do missions and to church plant. But um, we also, you know, realize that the scripture says God very much cares about justice, what we do with the vulnerable. And so this issue ties directly to how the vulnerable, uh, some of our most vulnerable, mm-hmm. uh, have been treated. And so I think that gets to, you know, well, what does this reveal? Maybe you could talk a little bit more about the highlights of what it reveals. Yes. Highlights so, sounds like the wrong uh, yeah, word. The, like, the, 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 yeah, the bullet points, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it it revealed that uh, uh, allegations that were made, uh, concerns that were brought to the executive committee about abuse, uh, that many of them were uh, verified and that they were not, uh, I guess, appropriately dealt with uh, in terms of um, – you had pastors who, uh, and those in leadership who did uh, abuse uh, minors or uh, even people over the age of 18, but we'll get into that a little bit later about using the word abuse in terms of this, uh, but um, that these pastors were then uh, sometimes uh, there were, I hate to use the word, again, get into like so many words, but like the cover up or there was a... Uh, um, a downplaying of what had happened. Uh, and in many cases, these pastors maybe resigned from the position they were in, but then went on to serve and ministry to other churches. And so the, the report does reveal that. It also reveals some things that, and a lot of those were uh, confirming, uh, you know, uh, things that had already been made public. You can research all this. You can find articles about it. And some were some, uh, you know, accusations that were not public about certain individuals as right. well. And, you know, our, in our time right here, we're not into, we're not trying to get into naming names because you can read all of this. But really, that's what it confirmed, that a lot of these things have happened. And really, I think the biggest concerns, or one of the biggest concerns is that those who there were credible accusation, and, or excuse me, investigation uh, that, that did happen, that these People were allowed to continue on in ministry uh, mm-hmm. without really any accountability. Uh, even churches sometimes being okay with it. Yeah, yeah. To, to try my best to simplify, I would say that you know number one is uh, victims. 
survivors is a better word, yeah. felt like um, when they brought their concerns to the executive committee that they were downplayed yeah. um, or dismissed and dismissed yeah. in many mm-hmm. cases. And sometimes they felt like they were villainized uh, by uh you know, the, the executive committee, uh, because they were survivors and they wanted something to be done about it. And then beyond that, you know, there ends up being, you know, a pattern, uh, if you will, of people who've been a part of the executive committee also having some allegations against themselves. And so, you know, I think that what most have concluded from this is that, uh, there is a group, uh, who've had influence, who've had power, who seem to, um, really out of fear of that losing that power and that influence, not deal with things in a right manner mm-hmm. um, and conceal things, um, you know, a- a- at the name of protecting, you know, right. the base, mm-hmm. at cover, the name yeah. of protecting, uh-huh. uh, you know, people. And it, and it seemed like there was more of a desire to protect uh, offenders than there was a desire to protect uh, survivors. Definitely. And that's, you know. a, that is, I think, highlighted in this and their report. And also, I think just if you go back and you do some searches on social media, if you just and read some articles, it, it does very much come across that way that the, 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 the overall effect was that let's protect the institution and let's protect the ministry rather than protect those who have been right. uh, been perpetrated yeah. against. And, and just a huge lack of transparency. I yeah. mean, let's and let's cover it up in the name of in the name of right. protecting the institution. Right. And right. you know, like, and that's that is what's brought to light. Yeah, here. absolutely. You know, and so. You know, I mean, everything in the post, some of the things like, you know, about certain individuals, it's like, we're just reading, I, you know, people who've talked and, and so then guidepost is making a decision. This person was credible, seemed credible or not credible. And like, that's just really not our place to get into that. I mean, that's, uh, you know. But but there's definitely a pattern here, right? You know, I mean, when you start to see things occur regularly, mm-hmm. clearly there there's issues, you know. And so, um, I guess like why why yeah. why how does this happen? Yeah, you know? what's the root here? In the well, I mean, in simplistic terms, sin. Okay, yeah. so that yeah. that is, I mean, it is. This happens because people are evil, right, uh, at the core, and yeah. so so then also unchecked, uh, right, evil. And and really, there's there's the desire for for power uh, and yeah. for success, and yeah. you know, no one is immune to that desire for power and success. And really, it is uh, you know when you when you talk about in terms of some of the things you may read in the report or in in cases of abuse, it is absolute evil. Yeah, you no, know, it's not. A dis- an indiscretion, yeah. you know, it's not just an oopsie. It's not a mistake. It is you know a heart of of rebellion towards God. Yeah. Right. So, so, you know, I think, I think it's easy to like, say, to, to, to tackle the, there are those who committed sexual abuse. Like they're, they're, they're wrong. They're messed up. Like they need help. They need discipline, all those things. But I, I think, I think the, the, the bigger, it's not the bigger issue, but the more like the issue that we can actually like deal with. Cause unfortunately that's always going to exist. But what we can do is say, as the majority of us who are not going to be abusers, like how do we create a culture where we don't facilitate abuse happening right. more? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that, you know, one thing that is just clear. So, so, so you and I make, we provide for our family by income that is created through 
being paid for ministry. Like, right. scripturally, there is nothing wrong with that, you know. However, we have to, you have to realize that, like, you know, for a pastor, they're aware of that. And so, like, if I were to lose my job, like, it would be, I would have to figure, like, what do I do now? You know, like, I, and I think I'm capable of my education, you know, like for me, almost 12 years of education, you know, mm -hmm. is like in um, this, you know, and um, 15 years of job experience, 20 years of job experience for you, older man, it yeah. is in this. And so, you know, that that's a little frightening. And, mm -hmm. but yet that should never be what motivates me and how I lead, you know, like I should do the right thing no matter what and trust God. And I do think that here we're not talking about us in a, in a small town. We're talking about the elite, which is a stupid word for pastors, but, you know, the elite pastors mm -hmm. who are making a lot more money, who have built a name for themselves, who have built a legacy for themselves. And I think they allow their fear of mm -hmm. losing all that to cloud their judgment for doing the right thing. And I mean, that's wrong. Like we can, right. it's wrong. Yeah, it is. Yeah, when we allow ourselves to be controlled by the fear of what we may lose rather than doing the right thing. You know, it's like Jesus uh, talks to the, the what we call the rich young ruler. You know, it's like, what must I do? And he's like, this one thing you lack. And it's because he wanted to hold on to the thing. Yeah, and it's yeah, like, good. it's just, it's the same thing. And you know, how many people have have done this who have taught that text? <laughs> Yeah. You know, and and made it about like another issue when it's like yeah. this it's the same heart issue yeah. that is this desire to control things, to save face, to be uh to continue a lifestyle, yeah. To uh and then in, in the in worst case scenario, it really is it is this purest form of evil to to control other people, yeah. you know, through abuse. Yeah. So, you know, uh, let's talk about the SBC. What do we do from here? Mm -hmm. And then let's talk about uh, our church, you know. Well, so, and I, as oh, we talk ahead. about the yeah, SBC, I wanted to mention this. This is something I do want to mention. So this task force, in addition to their report, did make did make recommendations. And these things will be addressed oh, at, the yeah, upcoming, at the upcoming Southern Baptist Convention that's happening in June. Uh, and you'll be, you'll be there uh, mm. representing our church as a messenger. And so this convention is when all the churches send messengers. I imagine there this will be, uh, there's probably a lot of people it's going to be an intense uh it's, John. it's in california too so that's harder because most of our churches are in the southeast you know mm -hmm. midwest so travel and so, is difficult yeah, yeah. so i uh, briefly you again you can find this if you uh look up on the internet uh task sbc task force guidepost um but the first recommendation was that an abuse reform implementation task force be appointed by the next SBC president to assist with the implementation of reform initiatives in the convention over a period of three years. Um, they evaluate recommendations by guidepost. And basically, they're saying, like, we recommend this task force implement certain safeguards, certain uh things that additionally the task force will work and resource a credentials committee to help them function more effectively. They recommend the executive committee hire a subject matter expert or experts to receive calls, provide initial guidance for reports of sexual abuse and work with state conventions for training. I recommend that all entity SBC entity boards and standing committees have training regarding sexual abuse prevention and survivor care. I recommend the IMB NAM and all six seminaries require formal preparation for denominational workers and students and and uh, recommend that the executive committee set aside budget and hire salaried staff person in the credentials committee or for the credentials committee specifically this area. So those are yeah. those are their formal yeah. recommendations. Again, you can find the full wording of those. Those are 
bullet points that I'm making. So those will be brought up mm -hmm. and addressed at the next convention. So where and their credentials committee one is a big one because that's a group that basically decides what churches can stay a part of the Southern Baptist Convention and makes recommendation to the messengers. And so, um, you know, a fair a fair statement is if a church had an open openly embraced homosexuality or a homosexual minister, I mean, they get kicked out of the SBC in a mm -hmm. second, but then a church like turns a blind eye to sexual abuse and they don't. Because it gets, yeah. And I'm not exactly. saying that isn't changing, but mm -hmm. that's kind of a historical point. And it's like, yeah, I mean, both should be, both mm -hmm. are, are neglecting God's right. word. Yeah. And I think part of this, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I think part of this- You're is, wrong. <laughs> Just kidding. All right, I'm I was loud. I bet somebody's like, oh gosh. <laughs> but I think, so culturally, just as a, as a culture, we are becoming, have become, and are becoming still much more aware of yeah. what abuse is mm -hmm. and what, you know. Yeah. And, and so part of this is really the SBC uh, reckoning with and catching up to what culture is helping us understand more and more as abuse. Whereas before, right. and I think, you know, th this isn't a saying of, this isn't saying it was right. Whereas before, uh, in, in cases like this, uh, and this is actually documented some in the report where in cases of abuse, it would have been more d displayed as, well, this this pastor had an affair with a woman mm -hmm. and she's just as much uh, to blame as he. And while that certainly can be the case, yeah. what it neglects is the power dynamics. Of uh, absolutely. And yeah. you know, there are definitely power dynamics at play uh, given the weight and role of pastor uh, and how that forms in relationships. And, and basically because of culture, Culturally how, culturally, how we've treated women, you know, over history, uh, women uh, get played as the harlot. Right. And, and ultimately, I think, you know, have, have stood a lot, stood to lose a lot more than the man in this situation. Yeah. Uh, and so part of it is, is catching up culturally and not just culture, but I think biblically uh, right. to, to how we handle these situations and helping, helping under churches understand when you mentioned the credentials committee, that just as take another biblical issue that a church could be a uh, disfellowship for, is that the right word? Disfellowship. Mm -hmm. All right. Yo, I was like, not excommunicated, but disfellowship for they were basically saying that handling of abuse or the non-handling of abuse should be treated in such a way as well. Yeah, so so we live in this day where like leadership is highly scrutinized, and as a male leader, like you know, I, in general, like sometimes you're not given the benefit of the doubt. But I mean, people trust us, man. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, people trust us as pastors and spiritual leaders, and there's a responsibility for that, and there's a responsibility that God to. The God who's put us in the position we're in, mm -hmm. and to 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 be antagonistic and arrogant towards hurting people, mm -hmm. even if they are not dealing with their hurt in the right way. I don't know. I just—it's awful. Yeah, it is. And it's, sorry, I'm getting emotional uh, about no, it because I don't want to. Yeah. I want to represent Jesus, you right. know, like, mm -hmm. yeah. And I think that that has to be preeminent in all of this. It's yeah. like, I didn't think I'd get emotional. I'm, I, who am I? Justin Wyatt. <laughs> no, <it's> Sorry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, wow. I'm the emotionally stable one. I know. <laughs> but, I, but what you're saying is so true because I mean, don't you like, like, like in a situation when, when you're involved in a weighty situation, like 
this or even something far less weighty. Uh, maybe it's just even providing counsel in a, in a, for someone in a difficult situation or decision. Like sometimes you just kind of like back up from the moment and think, God, who am I? Yeah, dude. That you let me, like, I know. you know, like help people to be I involved know. in this. And so I think translating that in situations like this, it just adds to like, we have been entrusted as leaders. Pastors and leaders in the church have been entrusted with this huge responsibility that we are entrusted with people mm -hmm. and, and the care of their souls. People in the Imago Dei, created in the image of God. And so that compels us to, to want to do the right yeah. thing. And, and as I say that, this is like you realize, like part of all these conversations have, have made us, even, even us as pastors and leaders, so skeptical of pastors and leaders well, and other pastors yeah. and leaders that I'm like, even as I say that, it's like the very people who, who try to project this image of caring yeah. for the poor, often those who are doing things secretly. And I'm like, so even as I say that, I'm like, man, I don't want people to think we're taking a strong stance on this because secretly we're trying to curse something. Yeah. You understand that's yeah. like the incongruency of everything that's going yeah. on. So, so all that leads me to say, like on an SBC level, higher transparency. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, I, I'm, I'm on that committee on committees, which really doesn't do a whole lot, but I clearly like, you know, I have some influence in SBC life. Our church is a significant contributor to, you know, what God's doing in the SBC. So that's one thing I'm going to be involved in is like, how can we have a higher degree of transparency? Um, you know, our trustees, like, really like most of them they're not asking questions they don't know what's going on and again not all but we got we got to change that there you know in our day and age you just need more transparency and and then accountability higher degree of accountability and so coming back to our local level mm -hmm. you know what are we doing um a couple of years ago, you know, we really created a pretty extensive process to be uh, a volunteer here for children's and student ministry. Right. Um, references, um, being here for a certain period of time, going through certain training, mm -hmm. background check, you know. Um, I, think, I think so. at times people were like, why do we have to do this? But then you explain This is why. why. And they understand. And this is why. Yeah, oh, Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> shaking the table. The table. Yeah. That's but it is why. I mean, yeah. it's why we require, you know, people to be here a little bit before yeah. they can just jump into kids ministry. And though it would certainly help help the quote unquote we'd program. grow faster yeah yeah, yeah. People we'd grow just faster. jump right in and we understand but at the same time we have to consider this and you know, we have to make there are uh, predators out exactly. there exactly and and churches are easier targets because yes. you know we typically you know tend to be more trusting and or have i guess yeah. story. maybe now we're yeah. less trusting i don't know but yeah. um Absolutely. So there's, yeah. And I, I would just say, you know, transparency, we try to be pretty transparent as leadership about how we spend money, those kind of things. Um, and I think that's always the first like fruit, like, Hey, if they're not transparent about money, then there's probably other things going on. Cause if you look over history, that mm -hmm. is a big deal. And, you know, you are just welcome to question us in all times. Uh, and, and I say at every one of our new members classes, like, Hey, if you have a question, ask. And if you ask a question and somebody blows you off as the pastor, I want to know about it. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. Because, you know, I'm responsible, you know, and so, are you, but you know, I feel right. the weight of the culture of our leadership and it needs to be a transparent, not defensive, open leadership where people can, people, people tithe and come here to learn about the Bible mm -hmm. and set the direction for their family. They all have every right to know about how things are going. So, um, I don't really have a whole lot other than say, you know, it, it, we do need to realize though, you know, at Southern Baptist church, like people are seeing us through this lens, mm -hmm. uh, it, you know, it is unfair on me. Like I have not done anything and, right. uh, but, but you know what, am I going to 
be defensive about that? Or am I going to say, how can I humble myself Mm -hmm. and try to meet people where they are? And, you know, Jesus is the greatest example of that. I mean, he did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. So he wasn't like, this is my position. I don't have to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he calls us to consider others more significant than ourselves. So like, I just think Christ-like humility is constantly saying, okay, this is where people are. How do I deny myself and help them see who Jesus is? That's right. That's all I, I got to say, man. No, that's good. Wrap I it think, up. <laughs> oh, I think what you're saying is is right on. And it's like, we want to be as transparent as possible. And so, you know, even as you know, some people might say, well, this is just another reason not to belong to a denomination because you see what happens. Well, I'm like, this could... <laughs> yeah, Hillsong really worked out I well. I know, right. Sorry. And you know, <laughs> exactly. Sorry. Like, it's like being out there on your own, I think still is more dangerous because there's even yeah. less levels of accountability. Yes, yes. So it's... The, 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 the point is, is that we all are guilty by association in this in terms of like, because that's just how the world sees it. They, the world doesn't, the world outside world isn't like Baptist, Methodist, like they, they're they not paying that much attention to it. So it's like, does does one church, the Southern Baptist church's uh, indiscretion give us, uh, you know, a, a black eye? Yeah, it does because we're, yeah, you know, right. it's, it's just reality, but that's not, we can't operate from that position. And so what what changes about our mission is nothing. Uh, what, what, may change though in terms of focus like this is an important issue and um and we have to deal with it and so as a church we we talked about some of the ways that we are trying to protect our children but you know any kind of uh you know accusation or allegation or or you know we want to do due diligence as leaders and are committed to that uh, not just pastors but our leaders and you know I'm sure we'll be talking through uh, even more like how do we make sure and make sure and make sure uh, that mm-hmm. we as a church or have this culture where it is a safe place uh, right. for people mm-hmm. so um, yeah so if you have further questions uh, about uh, this issue going on uh, feel free to reach out we'd be happy to, to follow up to engage um, you know because that's what we want to do. We want to be as transparent as we possibly can. If you've got further questions, implications of, you know, what it means for our church, reach out, anything. Um, And if you ever experience anything that even makes you feel makes you feel uncomfortable by a person, you know, in this church body, um, you know, and you've addressed it. So if it's very serious, you need to, I mean, if it's Mm -hmm. abuse, you need to call the authorities right now. And if you tell us, we're going to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But, um, you know, if it's just even uncomfortable, uh, you know, we're supposed to be shepherds, right? I said I was done talking, but so we want to know and we want to engage. We are going to confront and we've had to, we've done that, you know, in Mm -hmm. the past. And, um, and it's not necessarily things that somebody was explicitly doing wrong, but it was something, you know, in one case that somebody didn't know they were doing that made somebody feel a certain way. We addressed it and they change, you know? And so uh, praise Jesus, somebody Mm -hmm. else didn't change. Mm -hmm. And so I would just say, you know, if, if somebody isn't willing to change when they make you feel uncomfortable, that's not a good sign. Right. <laughs> yeah. Then they're, if they're making it all your issue, yeah, yeah that's yeah. not a good sign. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we could, then that could yes. be several more boggy yes. talks, it but could be. we want to keep it focused here. So yeah, again, if you have questions about- We dove deep though. Yeah, man. Whew, diving deeper, is, SBC. It is, Ooh. it is boggy, diving deep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, we're going to cut it because we both could go off the rails <laughs> yes, right now. Yes, so, could. hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, next week, we pick back up in diving deeper and uh, picking up back up in the book of Mark chapter 12, talking about what, what who are we pleasing, God or man? Hey, we kind of talked about a little bit of that Yeah, today. I was going to say, these woes, and you might as well <laughs> just kept going, yeah. right? Yeah. All right, so thanks for joining us. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. We are so glad you joined in the conversation. Go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a beat.